Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts. This is a podcast that refers to reality television <laughs> at some points. We have actually a lot of reality television to discuss. Today, today we do. Today we do. Later I, in the show. I, I do. I absolutely agree. Today we do have a lot to discuss. Later in the show. But in this reality, the Nick and Ash reality, everything's going pretty okay. We're adjusting to LA. We had a little scare this morning with our... Oh, you know, things just <laughs> tend to just shit all over your mouth. This is, isn't that true, guys? I Have guess. you noticed that stuff just shits all over your face? We're struggling. We're having a rough one this weekend. It's just we have too much stuff going on. We went from having nothing happening, and now all of a sudden we're power players in Hollywood. We uh, run a Fortune 500 apartment. Uh, we have a cat who's the queen of uh, Atwater. And uh, we don't have enough time. Yeah, we're both like pretty fatigued and neglecting our health i guess a little bit our mental health a little bit I, we're I not th- eating well that's oh, for sure no. i mean we're eating well but not good do you yeah. know what i mean yeah i think yeah. there is a distinction not yeah. healthily but i'll tell you what we are eating um and uh i i cannot wait till after the holidays where my body just uh, finally shuts down and goes, if you don't eat a vegetable, I'm not going to work no more. I can feel it coming. You know, I got a mystery package the other day, um, and it was a bunch of spices. And it turns out it's from my mom. Thank you, Mother. Very excited for that. And she, we were texting about it, and she was like, you got to start cooking at home. Everything builds off of cooking at home. And she's right. It really is the foundation. Nick and I are like in in a whirlwind of ordering out. And that's, I don't know, that just leads to a shaky life. I can't explain it. But if you're making all your meals at home, your breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you're really putting in that effort, it stabilizes the human condition. There's some sort of magic there. I find that vegetables don't taste as good as cheese, and so therefore, I don't want none. Huh? And uh, that's sort of one of my slogans. Um, We're not going to just talk about food today. We do have a lot on the docket. Uh, I want to say that it's not just the diet. It's uh, we are overextending ourselves, I think, a little bit. Would you agree or not? Absolutely. Or is this just how humans extend themselves? I don't think that's possible. We're saying yes to everything. That's that was one of my goals while I was here. You know, I was like, you know, uh, sometimes I I, uh, especially in my New York life, can kind of lean on like, eh, I don't really want to go there. Or, eh, do we have to? And I tend to sort of drag my heels when it comes to maybe being uh, overly social uh, and end up saying no to a lot of shit. Uh, and uh, since being in quarantine in New Jersey and all that stuff, and Ashley and I just like literally had nothing to do for like 18 months, uh, now um, I, I'm just like, nah, I'm just going to say yes to everything. Anytime anybody asks me to do something, I'm just going to say yes if I can make it. And uh, we have done that for like the past month in, in, in Los Angeles, and it's really hard. It's taking its toll. It's we're, both, we're, we're both too old, I think. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't how, know if we're too old. I don't know how people have like full lives. Like how do people have like full-time jobs, families, and friends? Something's got to give. Yeah, I think it's your weight and (laughs) waistband and mental health. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so basically, you know, a a friend's like, let's go golfing. I'm like, sure, let's go golfing. A friend's like, hey, let's go get dinner and drinks at this new place around the corner. I'm like, sure, let's go do that. Somebody's like, hey, do you want to go take a walk in the park? We're like, let's go. Hey, you want to go see some Christmas lights? It's like, great. Pick you up at six? Okay. Which is what we're doing tonight, actually, is it not? (laughs) We are. Uh, we're going to go see some Christmas lights. We're, we were recording this, uh, on Sunday afternoon. So that's, that's when, when we're doing Full this. disclosure. Full disclosure. So. But it's also, okay. So we're like, we're saying yes to things. We're, you know, yeah. Are we bragging about how we're popular? Sure. But there's also like a bunch of little frustrating things that keep happening. It must be, there was a full moon last night. I think it's affecting things, but like we went to a store to get something. We came home, realized it was like the wrong product. We, uh, had 
had a cat sitter booked for Lily um, when we go to North Carolina for the holidays. And it turns out that they tested positive for COVID. And so there was like a huge scramble to get a uh, new cat sitter. And and by all means, we are more worried about this person and their COVID over us having to book a sitter. Now, you wouldn't know that by the way that we talked about it when it happened. You would think that we were cold-hearted and hated humans. Uh, but well, I did take them a little care package, not to brag. <laughs> Ashley was great. Uh, I Nick am, got pissed. I immediately was just like, what the f- Why? Why are they getting COVID? You yeah, know, like, that was- like, how are they? Get- what are they getting COVID? How are they doing that? I'm like, what are you? <laughs> you know, all reality and, and sense goes out the window when I'm put out just a little bit that's how it works for me anytime as ashley knows any bit of uh uh me being uncomfortable is no good for nicky boy no good <laughs> he's what's the word rigid he's rigid I'm he's stiff. inflexible i'm rigid inflexible <laughs> sweet as hell plump booty yeah that's yeah, what everybody yeah. says about me actually <laughs> the booty part is wrong it's flat and bony but the rest of my body I, here's what what i what is the problem with my body you know, like my my butt, flat, bony. The rest of my body feels like a juicy ass. Yeah, it's true. There's like plumpness, <laughs> like you can squeeze everywhere onto. else. Like, you let can me just squeeze this thigh. Yeah, it feels it like a nice ass, yeah. right? A nice juicy <laughs> butt. It's not. That's a thigh. Grab my arm. Same deal. The back of my neck. A nice ass. Grab my chest. Well, those are just big old tits. But- um, the Hank Hill, if you guys ever watched King of the Hill and you know how Hank Hill has a flat butt, that's like Nick. It's like almost concave. Like it almost goes in. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what, where you get that from as a man. Is it? At, I, I'm mostly Italian and Irish. Well, you got to do some butt exercises. Yeah, but how is that going to, how is that going to change the fact that there's just nothing there? It'll start, something will start to develop and it'll be good for your lower back too. All that lower back pain you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it. Well, listen, we're not going to just talk about my flat ass all day. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we're, we're, we're going through it as far as just, uh, you know, in a good way. We, we're like being showered with, uh, gracious people who are like, uh, helping us through this odd transition. Um, and uh, I'm I'm very I would much prefer it this way than we showed up in Los Angeles and nobody gave a shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. I agree with that. Where we were just like, oh, where does everybody go when they want to be but cool? I do think I'm done traveling. Like traveling where? Anywhere. I think the idea of having to find someone to take care of Lily is too stressful. Um, and it's just not something that I don't know I I, I ever want to do again. Well, we're going to have to do it again. The uh, That is just the way it is. I mean, I, we just kind of told ourselves after the last trip that we took, we kind of neglected Lily in a way where we just weren't. We, we went. We were gone for too long. Yeah, we were gone for like, like a, 10 days. And, and my sister was coming over when she could, um, you know, and uh, but we were gone 10 days. And I just want to pay somebody that comes here all of those 10 days and is nice to my cat and gives my cat what they want. That's yeah. all. Lily does need interaction. Like she's not she's not like a one of those cats you can just ignore. She wants she likes humans. She wants to be touched. She wants to have some sort of, you know, she wants to have a moment with you, a daily moment. So we were just like freak when this person canceled. What are we going to do? We, we could technically have just someone come like once or twice, like ask a friend to do that. We're going to be gone a total of four days. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that doesn't include our travel days. Yeah, so six days including travel but days. But we will see her on those bookended days, so we were, we're able to give her a little interaction, make sure her food's set up, etc. So it's four days in the middle that we're kind of worried about. And then once, uh, you know, our initial sitter could not make it, we had to sort of move on. I started texting, you know, there's these services in Los Angeles as in any city, any probably, major city where it's like, uh, yeah, we're cat sitters. That's what we do. And there was a place that's actually in the uh, neighborhood that we live in. And so, uh, you know, I, I went on this like Ashley sent me the email or whatever. I went on this uh, like archaic website, didn't have anything to click. Like there was no clicking. You, all you could click was like the contact us. And then you just fill out like a form that was like a primitive form. And I was like, please help us on these <laughs> days, please. And I uh, got an email back like 10 minutes later. Hey, uh, we're all booked through the holidays, but you could go on the, you can go on Yelp 
and I'm sure you'll find something. Wow. And I was just like, Yelp? Yelp is where you're they sending sent me. You to Yelp. And next door, they said, or next door, which is that app with all the na- where you oh sign up with God. your neighborhood. I'm like, I'm gonna have one of these freaks in my neighborhood come by and just look at Lily for five minutes and then leave. No way. So then we reached out to another one. Ashley reached out to one, and they were like, no, nope, no good. And so I had to ask a friend. I did not want to ask a friend. It's not that I don't like my friends. It's not that I don't trust my friends. I just don't like to put my friends out, especially over the holidays. Most of them are not uh, traveling, so there are a lot of friends that are in town, but most of them don't have cats. Yeah. We have one friend that has cats, has a cat, and so I was like, fine, fuck it. I will email, I will text this person a sob story, and I did, and uh, I was very worried that they were going to feel like they had to do this, which they may have felt that way, but I got a very quick text back saying, yep, we'll take care of it, don't worry, and so I was like, oh, thank God. Relief. Seriously, I mean, uh, we have to figure out the cat situation in uh, Los Angeles. I'd prefer if we found a service that we could just book with. I don't want to deal with the friends. I always feel like I'm putting somebody out by asking them to do something. Yeah, I'm down with the service. Um, I also am down with our neighbor, Carlos. I feel like my as well just ask him. We've already bonded with him over cat. Carlos has a gorgeous little kitty named Matilda next door, and uh, it's very fun. I've told this to Ashley, and um, I know Lily's got one ear out of her little yeah. her little nesting nugget. Yeah, she's listening to us. She really is. <laughs> yeah, as soon as we started podcasting, she's in this like little, I guess it's like a little cat cave. It's a little nest nugget, as Nick called it. It's a furry cat pad that's totally in enclosed except for the opening hole and so she put her head out and then put one ear out and one ear directed towards us so i know you're listening towards us when we started podcasting you may not like this okay you may not like what you hear lily but as you know we are big fans of our cat's looks we think lily is the cutest cutest cat she's got the best face in town now we just i met a cat named matilda that's next door and I got to say, Matilda is the only other cat that I've ever met that rivals Lily as far as a cute face goes. Wow. Lily, she, I would never say that. In a different way. Matilda has a different face, but it's uh, it's it's almost equally as cute. Not by not 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 totally, though. Uh, Lily, Lily turned in. <laughs> she, didn't, <laughs> she didn't like it. She did not like it. So, yeah, I don't know. We don't really know that guy. He seems cool and yeah. everything. Um, he you, he did recommend a book to you that you bought. Yeah, called Conversations with Cats. And I, I looked through it. It's like looks like a book that was made in the eighties, right? It was like yeah, a, it's a woman channels cats. And yes, talks and then it's them. just like a question and answer with like a human and a cat, like yeah. for like a hundred pages. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, I didn't know this was going to be literally. Conversation. I think the lady who wrote it was psychic. Oh, okay. Well, then it's legit. Yeah, that changes things. Uh, have you read any of it yet? Nope. Okay. I just have been in. I've been in a real book ordering phase, and I've got to. I've got to bring it to a immediate halt because I'm not reading shit. I have like three books on my Kindle that have just been sitting there for like a year, and I have like five. I went out and bought a uh, an Amazon Fire tablet, like the newer one just so I could read comics, and I was reading so many comics, and then something happened. I guess we started moving, I don't yeah. know, and then it's just like things that I'm into just go away. And yeah. I can't, I, I just can never get, and then I get back into them like six months to a year later. It's really just, I mean, not to be like a self-help book, but it does just prove that it is all habits. At the end of the day, it's a habit. You build strength in a habit by doing it every day. And then when you stop doing it, it's really hard to go back to. What's sick is something that I really want to practice and become habitual for me is watching television. Huh? Yeah, I know. We watch a lot of TV, but we have our shows that we watch together, and that's all I watch. But then I have to squeeze in during the day pro wrestling, which I've whittled down to as little amount as I could possibly watch, not feeling like I'm left out of what's going on in pro wrestling. Baby, you got to let that pro wrestling go. It's not going to go. Let it go. I love it. Let it go. It's, it's, It's my hobby. I enjoy it. I have now I have uh, actual friends that I got into it. I could text them now. My whole world is great. But I'm trying. I've whittled it down. Just there's a two hour show on Wednesdays. There's a one hour show on Fridays. That's it. I could I could watch it quick. You know, uh, don't tell my boss, but I could throw it on in the background while I'm uh, doing my work. Um, And it's easy. Uh, But then you and I, especially right now, 
and that's and that's over and this will lead us into what we're probably going to mostly be talking about but like we had a a, a 90 minute show on wednesdays Gosh. an hour show on wednesdays and hold then, on back it up hold no 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 i'm, I'm still doing my thing <laughs> i want to i want to say something what i'm neglecting is like real scripted television and right. movies right. I, I we we you and i neglect that since we've yeah. started this podcast absolutely i mean we are out of the loop when well, it comes to stuff. I have a TV limit. Yes, but when you watch something great, you don't have a TV limit. I have a 10-hour-a-week TV you, limit. Ashley, you watched 10 hours of Mandalorian no. in one day without Mm-mm, me. That's yes. not true. That is not what are you true. Talking about? That's not true. Who are you trying to be cool in front of? I have a 10-hour-a-week limit. On, t- on television. Oh. And you've just front-loaded it with reality. Well, you watched The Mandalorian all, yeah. all week. You finished I, that. I t- did it in three weeks. You did not. When I started The Mandalorian, we still had an air mattress on the floor. Has that been three weeks? Yeah. Whatever. Listen. <laughs> and their episodes are like 35 minutes. I got something to say. Finish your right, thought. go ahead. I, I guess I'm not saying anything. <laughs> what are you trying to say? You keep interrupting me. I wish you weren't on this podcast. <laughs> okay, finish. I, I, you've cut me off three times. Go and you do it now. I don't have anything to say. What? This is a podcast. You said I have something to say three times. Oh, yeah. I just remembered. What but is finish it? Finish your thought. No, mine's a diatribe that will lead us into talking about the, the finales that we watched Come this week. On, so go ahead it. and... Uh, I'm basically saying that I need to watch, listen, I'm in Los Angeles, like, all right, I'm sort of writing for a television show right now, but not really. It's not really writing. It's more like comedic data entry is what I do, basically. Um, but like my, my goals are to be thrusted forth into, uh, for real comedy, scripted comedy in some fashion, whether or not it's in a, uh, you know, a writing fashion or a creative consultant or uh, even an actor, something. You can't really do any of that stuff if you don't know what, like, people are watching right now and what people like in comedy. It's been years since I've had, like, a real healthy diet of comedy to watch, um, and that's only because I got jaded and bored of it. Not that it's not great, but, I mean, I spent my entire youth watching every comedy thing I could possibly watch, like, nonstop. That's all I watched was comedy. Comedy, comedy, comedy. I started comedy. I was basically just watching comedy, comedy, comedy for, like, the first five years of me kind of, like, being or striving to be a comedian. And then, eventually, you're just like, eh, I can't watch this anymore. Or enough people you know are working on certain things that you're watching and you're just kind of like the whole time you're watching it, you're like, I should have, why didn't I get a callback for this? Or why didn't I, you know, get a, get the packet for this show to be, so that all that stuff gets in your head. And then eventually it's like not as much fun to like seek that shit out because you just, it's just uh, immediately, it's kind of a reflection on the fact that you're not involved in it or you're not doing Mm. something as equal to it. Now, sometimes you are, and then you're so busy because you're working on something, you just don't have enough time to watch things. So it's, it is tough, but it's so essential. Every person that I know, every friend I know who is, uh, I would say, successful in my eyes in comedy is watching everything that is in their sort of genre of comedy. If it's stand-ups that we know who are touring or putting albums out or just passed at clubs that are performing, 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 they watch all of the stand-up. They know everybody's special. They watch it when it comes out. They're excited to watch it. Uh, If they're comedy writers, which we know a lot of comedy writers, they're watching every comedy show. They watch everything. They like a lot of it. They don't like a lot of it, but they know what's sold, what's there, and how good it is. Uh, I feel like you and I lack that big time. Absolutely. And I think that it's important for us to... Just make it our business to sit down and go, all right, like, you know, now that Wednesday's open for us, you know, Wednesday's comedy night. Let's throw on the three comedy shows that we've been watching and make sure that we're not missing something, you know. Also, like, if you want to be in the conversation, you got to watch these things, too. 
I liked the show we were watching last night, the Smash Saturday Smash, morning. Right, right. So that's part of my like, I need yeah, to put this that's on. That's great. We did fall asleep. We have to go back and figure out where we fall I'll asleep. go back and watch it. I will say I'm disappointed in Smash Saturday morning something oh, really? animation hits show or whatever. It's Kyle Mooney. He's got a Netflix show, and it's basically like an early 90s like Fox teen kids thing where they uh, he plays two twins that kind of throw to cartoons, and it's just all like 90s reference kind of uh, VHS aesthetic stuff and then the cartoons are like those old 80s and 90s cartoons that are like real corny super low budget super low budget and you know the the bit here i'm not too sure what the bit is it does seem that like these cartoons shouldn't be for kids right is yeah. that what it is like yeah. they're just like adult themes or like almost boring like the second episode seemed like the whole thing was like the cartoon is just boring it's just about an artist who's trying to make a bee Remember that? Were you no, sleeping? You were uh-uh. sleeping, I think. The problem is, is the cartoons part of this show is too long. I I liked it. I feel like the show should be sort of, you know, I think you should leave, you know, length, you know, 10 minutes, 12 minutes. Then they do, you know, they, they have their little interstitials and then they throw to the cartoon and the cartoon's like eight minutes long and then that's it. You know what I mean? You could pack all the stuff you want in eight minutes. These are for real like half hour cartoons of just like a guy <laughs> writing a cartoon. Like what if this wasn't for kids and was kind of boring, but like, no, it, they're like 12 minute cartoons. I guess they felt so long last night. And the interstitial, there are things that are starting to happen, you know, which is cool. Right. I so like a long, I like a, a slow burn. That is what I'm missing. I was talking to our friend Sean, who we're going to see tonight. And I, I did voice my concern with the cartoons being boring. And he was like, yeah, he's like, they are pretty long. He's like, but as the as the episodes go on, like the interstitials start to affect the cartoons start to affect the interstitial parts. And I'm like, oh, okay, so there's a whole thing here. Yeah. But boy, did I fall asleep. Like I would say yeah, 15 minutes into the first one. But then I woke up and watched like a half hour of an episode and you were sleeping the whole time. What the hell? That's right. Okay. So <laughs> what I was going to say was Wednesday, Nick and I went back to Disneyland. That's right. We did it again, folks, and we're gonna keep doing it. I don't know if we'll talk about it all the time. Eventually, it's just gonna be like y'all not gonna not gonna want to hear about this shit. Yeah, like <laughs> when is it gonna no longer be interesting? Has it already reached that part? Well, it's interesting enough that our second ever Disneyland trip together, I vlogged and I threw it up on my YouTube. Are you guys watching those vlogs? If you like us. There's no reason why you shouldn't watch most of those vlogs. They yeah, feature Ashley very heavily. Some of them are just me, but like the Disneyland trips, that's Ash and I like full on. You get about 10 to 15 minutes of us kind of goofing around in Disney. And they're fun vlogs. I mean, just go watch that shit. Subscribe to my thing. I'm trying to do it every Thursday. This is a thing I'm working on. Please support. Thanks. Yeah, you could also just subscribe and mute if you don't want to see. Just give Nick a subscription number. Give me a sub and a like. Yeah, give Come him a on. sub and a like. Do it. But we went to Disneyland. And it was, of course, it was Wednesday night, which we had not realized when we made these tickets that it was going to be the finale of Survivor and the finale of the challenge. So we've both been like really we struggled for a couple of days to not have things spoiled for us. And then we had to hunker down and just turn our phones off order a bunch of takeout and watch like five hours of television Friday night so that we could get through um, those, both of those finales. But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about Disneyland just because it was a really fun experience. We had dinner. We had an amazing dinner, the best dinner I've had at a Disney theme park. Yeah. I mean, big recommendation, Carthay Circle over in uh, California Adventure. I mean, it's like a real restaurant with like, Expensive plates, but like worth it. Probably the best dinner you're going to get inside the Disney grounds over there. So, I mean, that's it's just really good. I had a pork chop. I don't really like pork chops, but like that was like their thing there. And so I was like, fuck it, I'm getting the pork chop. And it was juicy. I don't normally get when I get a pork chop, it's really dry. And I just, yeah, don't like pork it. is difficult. It's hard to do pork well. I actually got pork a salmon. Chop. I got salmon that uh, was really good. We had some artichoke uh, Parmesan fritters. Yeah. I mean, it was really good. The ambiance was nice as well. It's like very old timey. Apparently, this is- It was like is, old Hollywood. This is, uh, I mean, Ashley knows more than me, but is that this is Walt's, was Walt's favorite spot on yeah. in Disneyland or something? Something like, like that. There I was mean, something. I know California Adventure wasn't around when he was around, but he 
loved Carthay Circle, like the original one, which is in Hollywood. Yeah, which I think was a theater that Snow White premiered at the right. first time Snow White ever played at a theater. And it's just like it was the whole aesthetic of the place was like, you know, dark wood, gold trims, velvet curtains. Um, it felt very felt like we were being whisked away to another time it was very cool we drank manhattans we both had a manhattan it was the best liquor drink i've ever had we were actually talking about how we discussed like liquor and beer on the pod um the week before the week prior and how this manhattan was something that like this was like a liquor drink done right meaning it was easy to just enjoy it and not you didn't want another one afterward afterwards it took you a while you just sipped it but it was so smooth it was so good yeah i'm not like uh the biggest liquor person i guess these days i just really don't and so i was like ah you know well we're here that's supposed to be like what that was like the thing yeah so i was like let's get it and i mean it was delicious i mean it was like uh, it's a whiskey right or is it bourbon i don't don't know know what what it is it just was so good it's just it was a good sip and drink and then nice. what? And I'm um, sick of beer, so I think I'm now only gonna drink Manhattans. So I'm gonna yeah. go get the stuff after after we're done here. I'll drink two, three Manhattans <laughs> a night. That should make me a man, right? And that then make me a man, <laughs> babe. You've always been a man in my eyes. Thank you. Um, what rides did we go on? What what sort of adventures did we have? I know that we got kind of we got blocked out of it's a small world. Because the the fireworks were happening and we were like hustling to it's a small world uh, to see the holiday overlay. Well, we showed up. I mean, you'll see you'll see this in the. Uh, no, oh, you no. didn't make oh, a vlog. We didn't of make this. a vlog about this one. That's yeah. right. This is, this, our is third. A, this is an exclusive. Yeah. So we showed up. We went on Big Thunder Mountain we, immediately. I'd yeah. never been on this one in Disneyland, and it was great. It was so much better than the Disney World ride. It was incredible. There's animatronics and shit going on, and explosions. There's like a whole it's story. Awesome. You're like your your train is hijacked, and then it's a runaway train, and it's, it's good like, stuff. It was so, and it was much longer. It felt like we went on like three, like three times as long as the Disney World And version. then did we run over and get dinner after that? I think so, yeah. We did. So we went, we had dinner, and then after we went, we had dinner. I'm, I think we just left California Adventure and went back into Disneyland, right? Yeah, I think that sounds and right. And then we, uh, we were looking for some stuff to do, and uh, we showed up, and we went on um, uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. I think before that, did we do Space Mountain? And oh, we did yeah. do Space Mountain. We did Space Mountain and Star Tours, and yes. Star and got, Tours was awesome. I will say... That I did not like either of those. I, I know like, this is tough to hear for yeah, people. Yeah. Space Mountain, uh, Disneyland. It's cool. You get to sit next to somebody. That's kind of cool because in the Disney World, it's kind of just one car. It, I don't know. It just kind of made me sick. I was after a Manhattan, maybe something Space like Mountain that. Space Mountain was not as fun as it, Disney World. It just sort of made me sick. I was just kind of like, ugh, I feel sick after this. It was not as good as Big Thunder. I don't really like indoor roller coasters. Yeah. I like to have the, 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 the wind. wind in my face. It helps a lot, yeah. you know? Because I don't really like that. I didn't really like, I don't really like, I know you guys, we went to Disney World. You guys love the rock and roller coaster. Love the rock that and roller coaster. That shit made coaster. me sick too. I don't know what it is. The indoors with the roller coasters kind of give me a headache. And so, I don't know. Didn't really like that. And then we went, I was kind of feeling sick at that point. And then we went on uh, uh, Star Tours, which is just a ride that shakes you around. <laughs> That's all it does. It kind of like jostles you here, shakes yeah, you there. It does just, you get in a box and then like some, a robot moves the box around. I've been on the damn ride for, you know, I've been on the damn ride 20 times in my life probably. I don't but know, But this 10, time but was the first time that we both had Yoda. So Yoda, I'm, I'm, I don't know enough about like the nerdy Disney, like, I know that there are three scenes you can get and they're sort of random on this ride and or there's three different places where you can have a series of scenes. Yeah. And you what combination and which scenes is is random in some way and like people count, oh, I got to see this, I got to see that and like 
you know, Darth Vader in the beginning is one, and then the dude uh, from the new movies, from the 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 New Order or whatever the hell it's called, mm, um, Kylo the, Ren. Kylo Ren. He's he shows up in a different scene. Wow, if you're Kylo lucky, Kylo Ren shows up. Yeah, I was reading on the Disneyland like Reddit. Somebody was hell? like flipping out over the fact. Oh no, we were watching listening to Disneyland Weekly, and they both got the Kylo Ren intro. Oh, and they were very I excited. During must their have blacked thing. out during that podcast. Very interesting podcast. Yeah, we've been listening to Disneyland podcast since we've been going just to see all the insider information it's disneyland week weekly dl weekly does a bang up job of that news i'll tell you that if you want to know what snacks are coming to the park get over there so So, yeah we did those two we did those two i was feeling kind of sick i was like let's just go into uh uh, into just the storybook land and let's see if we can do some of these old like storybook dark rides and we walked over and Something happened where I guess Mr. Toad's was down, and then when, as we walked by it, it was just open, and we got like let in right on the ride. It was yeah, great. It was cool. We got let in by like a side door, and there was like it was like a cast member like slowly like walking behind us, and yeah. Ashley turned around and was like, "Hey, can we help you?" No, I was like, "Are we in your way?" Because yeah. she was. It felt like where we were going was like an an exit door, you know, like that the a tiny line had wrong. a tiny line had formed like ten people, and it it was clear that they had just like opened up this like extra door to just make a truncated line but the cast member was so close to us that i was like maybe she's trying to get in there and she was just like no i'm just making sure no one gets behind you yeah and we're like oh that's cool yeah um and so we got in there real quick and we we started our storybook ride adventure with mr toad and all of these rides are just like dark in in a couple of ways they're dark rides but also like they have they they make you learn a real lesson. There's a moral to each of these stories. And in Mr. Toads, I mean, spoiler alert, I hadn't been on this one ever. I, I only remember the one in Disney World, which was my favorite ride when I went on it the first time. Uh, I, I don't I don't remember it being anything like the ride in Disneyland. And I, I don't remember those cutouts. I remember it being more like in the in the vein of like a classic, just kind of like the robots and stuff. Uh-huh. So but like Mr. Toad, I don't really remember the short that it's from, but basically Mr. Toad's like a drunk guy driving. He, he gets ki- trash. He, he gets trash. And he drunk tra- drives. He drunk drives through a town that burns down. He kills people. He goes to he goes to court. He's sentenced to life in prison. Then he gets back in his car and then uh, drives on a train track. I and, think he kills himself. And either kills himself or accidentally drives on the train tracks and dies. And then you are in hell and then with the devil. Then he just goes to hell. And you're, <laughs> it's, it's, you're in hell with the devil. It's... I mean, honestly, fucking fantastic. I love that that is a ride that they're just like, we're keeping it like that. Yeah, it's so... <laughs> it's like, you're going to... You're a drunk driver. You kill people. You get sentenced to, to death, basically. And on the way to out of the courthouse, you get hit by a, a train and then you are in hell. Like... What a fucking story. It's really bizarre. Incredible. I and mean, we should pop on that uh, short. It's probably like 10 minutes long. I, yeah. I, I, I got to see what this thing's about. It does feel like a ride of a bygone era. Like oh, yeah. it feels like, you know, it, like morality rides, I don't think exist oh, anymore. No. I, I mean, unless you're doing some sort of like Christian uh, like thing, then they'll put, right. they'll put, you know, like if that, uh, that hell house or whatever right, it is. Right, uh, but not in Disney. There's no morality rides. In fact, I think maybe we talked about this on the podcast, but I was I was fascinated to learn that like Pirates of the Caribbean was originally a morality ride. You were supposed to learn that like pirates were bad and that like plunging and like robbing and all of that like would bring you to your demise, that that was the lesson. Living a pirate's life will will bring you to a, a sad and, and fiery end. Well, it's a pirate's life for me, if you if But you now they've, like, made it so it's, like, fun. Yes. It's like... I say that they don't, they do. Um, um, so then we went on Peter Pan. No. no, we went on Pinocchio's dark ride. Yes, we went on the Pinocchio ride and uh, equally as scary. Yeah, that ride is like also a morality ride. I loved it. That was probably my favorite ride of the night. Uh, but that and Big Thunder, just because they did have the robots, which I'm just like a, a mark for robots. Like yeah. animatronics, any sort of animatronic robot, like I'm, I'm mystified by. It's all I want in Disney is just like a slow ride by like an animatronic. 
animatronic. Yeah, That's Nick it. loves that. And so I'd never been on this ride. Pinocchio, uh, I, I've been told by my family, my first favorite movie. That's the one I watched. Aww. Haven't watched it in a long time. It's so old. It's so fucking old, that movie. And this ride was just kind of creepy. Yeah. Tells, tells the story of Pinocchio, you know, classic. I mean, we yeah. all know that. You but know. like the lesson of the ride is like, don't give in to your hedonistic pleasure. It's like you go to Pleasure Island, you can't just constantly indulge or you become like... Um, a donkey yeah but the donkeys are like prisoners to their their desire like they be, they become imprisoned and then they be, so it like it mutates them and then it causes them to be sort of you know give up their freedom and then you know miraculously Pinocchio gets out and then the lesson at the end is like the way out of um, you know, death by desire is like hard work and family is like the end because it's like this like warm reunion, but it's he's surrounded by all of um, Geppetto's, is that his name? Yes. All of those clocks and like there's like he's like working and it's like family and working and I was like, this feels so Christian. This feels specifically protestant it's uh it, yeah ashley by the way ashley is like telling me all these things and i'm like i thought stromboli was cool <laughs> um so yes yeah, so, you know anytime i i see like i was on that ride you didn't read the book fables i really want you to the comic fables yeah but it, it has altered how i think of pinocchio and geppetto and all that stuff because they're in the in fables um and uh it just has changed the way i so when i see them i think fables yeah but then i'm like oh no that's a that's just a comic book but um what's the other dark ride we went on i don't know if we went on another one i think we went on three did we go on three we went on mr toads and then pinocchio and then well we were gonna i was i wanted to go and oh we went on uh winnie the pooh oh yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that one probably the 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 least uh fun but still another ride that's just like he you know he like goes he dreams about uh eating all the honey yeah it was no real lesson it was just (laughs) more like unease yeah um and then I think that was it. I think we were thinking about going on Small World, but we kind of got caught by a parade and it didn't work out. And then we were on the other side of the park when it reopened. And I was like, it's 11. I have to go home, Ash. I yeah. must go home. Yeah, we walked around. Um, we took like the backside. Like, I don't even know how we got there, but we, we tried to go to Small World. And like Nick said, we got caught in a parade. And then they started like showering us with fake snow. And uh, we were like, oh, man, we just got to get some churros. Yeah, and- fuck it. We need a churro <laughs> right now. And if it doesn't have some dipping sauce, I'm out. Sure got- enough, it did. It so did. We were, had I was holiday dipping sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and then we took like the back way around. We were gonna go check out some, another ride, but we ended up in Galaxy's Edge, and um, we thought about going on the Millennium Falcon ride. But we had just, you know, we had done Star Tours, and we had done another screen ride. I feel like yeah, it's like Star Tours Deluxe. Yeah, that Millennium Falcon ride. I'll, I'll ride it again. I just was not. I was not feeling it uh, that day. So I was like, let's get out of here. And we, but Galaxy's we Edge is so cool looking. It like really is a ride it is. in and of it's itself. It's fun. It's like if you're a real Star Wars nut, like I mean, I, I can't imagine you're not just like sitting around there that whole time and just yeah. walking around. It's it is so cool. I see these people with the lightsabers that they make and yeah, the lightsabers are cool. Like the only thing is they don't they don't retract. That's annoying. So like you're bringing just walking it in around your home, with this yeah, giant walking around with it sucks. But even like bringing it in with to your home, like it would be nice if like you could put it in a drawer somewhere and just yeah. pull it out when to impress your cool friends. <laughs> but like you'd have to like have this thing up on the mantle, like it was like King Arthur's like sword or something. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, but you know, I don't know. I I, I asked Ash. I go, D- can you see since now we're, we're key holders? We're gonna be going to the goddamn uh, Disneyland uh, all year at least. Uh, can you see yourself getting a lightsaber? And she was like, nope. No way. <laughs> Absolutely not. I did get some um, some gear, though. We did get like some Disney gear while we were there. Ashley got uh, a, a baby Yoda. She's like a nut for, for Mandalorian right yeah. now. So Grogu is all, all... She has like this little plastic Grogu toy that's like in a, like a little ro- stroller bassinet thing. Yeah, it rolls. And when you roll, he moves his head back and forth. And Ashley, I've noticed twice, will pick it up and give him a little kiss on his head. <laughs> yeah, he's on, <laughs> he's on my nightstand. I like rub his head at night right before I go to bed. 
Um, it's basically like a little lily is what it feels like. It is. Everything is, if it's cute and small, it's lily. If it's that's cute how, and small. That's how it goes in our home. And then we just like, we were trying to get some like holiday presents and stuff. And we were just running around like downtown Disney, which was truly a madhouse. Um, but lots of cool gear. I ended up getting a shirt. Nick didn't get anything. Nick was like, I'm... I have to get some gear. And then, you know, if Nick is shopping when he's tired, he's out. He's not going to do it. Yeah, I'm not not good when I'm tired. I turned grumpy man. Grumpy man. Well, I mean, our ride there was about two hours door to door. So that kind of took it out of me. I had worked a full day, two hours door to door. And I did get rejuvenated. But, you know, you, you pop a churro in me. I'm good to go for a while, you know. But... At the end of the night, I was like, I got to get the hell out of here. Luckily, always at night, it's like 30 minutes to our home. And that's, yeah, it's that's just perfect. It's wildly so different. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking for, uh, I want a, a, a Disneyland jersey. You see, if you look up Disneyland spirit jersey, you'll see what I'm talking about. You've seen them. People wear them in Los Angeles all over the place. Like, yeah. I, oh, like I see a bunch of people in our kind of our complex. I've seen people kind of wearing them and stuff. I want one that is not just like a holiday one so I can wear it whenever, you know, I'd preferably it'd be like a black one. I want a black one. I have like a lot of black stuff, so it'd be nice to match and blah, blah, blah. They're just not selling them right now on the premises anywhere I can find them. I should do some research where they're really selling them, but we went into the world of Disney and if it ain't there, it ain't anywhere because that Mm. place is just a massive store full of Disney gear. And uh, I think I got to wait it out. I think maybe mid January, closer to February, I'll be able to get my thing, but I'm, I'm not really interested in spending a sh- on a shit ton on a shirt that I don't give a shit about. I just don't want it. And I've talked to Ashley about recently that we, uh, you know, me personally, and then just imparting some wisdom on Ashley, it's just, huh? I'm, I'm done kind of buying clownish clothes. I need like yeah. adult, like muted tones. I wear a lot of black. It's, it, you know, it makes my breasts look smaller, so it's important to me. So uh, I can't do it. That if Disney stuff, I'm like, there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, I want that. It's a lime green, you know, yeah. goofy, you know, it's just like, and then I buy and it. And you put it on, you're like, and I'm, I'm like, the fattest person <laughs> in the world. <laughs> what am I doing? I literally look like a clown. So yeah, I can't, uh, I can't, I can't justify it, but I'll, I'm waiting. When it, when it happens, it happens. And I've looked online for some stuff. There are some things that are passable, but I'm like, ah, it doesn't count if it ain't at the parks. I just want yeah. to get it at the parks. You don't so want to order your Disney gear. I've I've yet to I've yet to buy any sort of merchandise at the park, so I'm I, I at least feel good as far as the spending goes in that realm. Ashley, not so much. She'll buy yeah, it. I've been I've been getting ears every time, <laughs> but I actually think I've, I'm done with the ears, and I've got my book bag. I'm pretty much set. Um, I did some pin trading while we were there on this Wednesday trip, and I got like a very cool all gold Mickey and a Peter Pan hat from Hong Hong Kong Disney, which was very exciting. Um, And then I got like a little fanny pack pin that Nick, Nick encouraged me to go back and get it because I was like, there was a fanny pack pin, but I didn't get it. But yeah, the pin trading is um, not really happening as much in Disneyland, but we did find the pin set I really wanted Nick to get because yeah, I keep up with the blogs and the forums about Disney's new releases and they were doing a pin release of like old school, I guess, like electronics like it's like a tv with antennas and then it has the the magic castle and on the screen and then a vhs with like a mickey on where the label would be and i was like nick needs the vhs pin yeah and, and we got it we, we got found it. it and uh pretty successful and i have it and i haven't put it on anything yet so you there will. you go i will one day and i will report back where that lands Let's talk a little bit about these finales that we I'd watched love to. this week. I would um, absolutely we'll love ra- to. We'll round this pot out with some good old reality talk. So um, we watched, as we said, and in this order we watched them. We watched The Survivor. I guess it was, you know, we watched it at Paramount Plus. There's no commercials. It was like two hours and ten minutes without commercials. So that's probably around a three-hour yeah. show. So we watched that, and then we watched the uh, challenge finale, which I think was a 90-minuter. Um, I will say that just broad thoughts, Survivor was enthralled the whole time, loved it. The winner surprised me. Uh, it was a fascinating way that they did the final tribal 
and the interviews and stuff. They did everything right then and there. They 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 should they they pulled the the all of the votes out and 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 crowned a winner of the million dollars right there at that final tribal while they were in Fiji. And then they did the reunion right there. It was uh, really fun how they kind of brought out the set and the pizza and the drinks. Um, loved it through and through. I will talk about specifics and winners and this and that. The challenge one, uh, we're at the we're at watching the final. I fell asleep with about twenty minutes left. Woke up, saw who won. Didn't care to go back and watch it. <laughs> I personally, I know there's a runner on this podcast that I'll fall asleep and Ashley gets mad but Ashley wasn't that mad during this one I don't know she didn't wake me up she didn't seem to care that I fell asleep so I don't know if I made the wrong decision I I am bored and possibly possibly over the MTV challenge I'm not talking about Paramount Plus we could talk about that too talk about the main show all stars I'm loving I'm enjoying it. I love every second of it. It's my favorite show I'm watching right now. I did not give a shit. And I guess we'll talk about winners here right now. I did not give a shit that CT and Casey won the challenge. Yeah, it was like so boring. And I guess the idea that they could give some other people money is fine. But they weren't like, CT, you're the first person to crack the code. Are you going to give Casey money? That would have been exciting. Yeah. Because it's somebody who won that might have their money taken away. And obviously the ripples of that go far. I mean, we, we saw the Johnny Bananas and, and the Sarah. Uh, uh, obviously, Bananas taking the money on Sarah. and Going to take the money and run, Tej. And, uh, you know, uh, even the Ashley Brooke Mitchell uh, taking the money. Where are my fucking shoes? I mean, that's Where was are my shoes? some of the best moments. I can understand why they wanted to have a little bit of that on this challenge, but they did it where they were just like the second and third place winners. You can give, it's almost like the opposite, where it's like you could be nice and give them money rather than like right. you could be shitty and take their money away. Because they weren't, I, they didn't earn it, they lost. And I hate to say it, but I was, when that was happening, I was like sitting there thinking about taxes. I was like, wait, so are they, are CT and Casey going to be taxed on like half a million each? And then they get, then like, are they paying taxes on the 50000 that they're given there? Is this MTV's way of getting I don't know. out of, I was just like. They, I, I got caught up in the details. They ended up giving, KC and CT ended up giving the second and third place teams 100000 a piece to split. So each person got fifty grand, and then, you yeah. know, probably end up taking home like twenty five. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. They won 400 a piece. Cool. CT won again. I like CT, I guess. He's boring on these shows now. I don't like him on the show anymore. Uh, Casey couldn't be more bored by Casey's gameplay. Yeah. I don't know. Who came in second? Tori and Kyle. And Kyle. Okay. I like them both, kind of. Yeah. I would have liked them winning a lot I would have liked to see Kyle win. I think he would have gloated, and it would be fun to see him next season coming in as a champ. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. And then who came in third? Devin and uh, and Emmy. Don't care for Emmy. Devin lost me this season. I don't know, guys. I don't know what it's going to take to make me... Re- I'm going to watch next season. I got nothing to yeah, do. Yeah, of course we'll watch. But I'll tell you what. The final really, really, the hardest part of the final was when Nelson left. Nelson, was, that was like when I fell asleep. I was like, yeah. ah, that's it. Nelson's like heartfelt goodbye was like hard. He, it really was. He like blew it in the first leg for like half of the half of the people running the final. That was really hard. I, if this show isn't about Nelson and a comeback season on Nelson next season, like, I don't know. Like, they haven't built any stories in. If you're going to be a show that is going to have reoccurring cast members each season and you're not truly building off of storylines or, like, the characters on the show are not taking it upon themselves to kind of build on storylines, then I don't know why we're having these same people come on the show. Yeah. There was no storyline this season that was like CT has to defend his win or he's a loser. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't even think we really saw people interacting no, with CT. I, I don't understand why 
like they're not trying to build a story like Survivor builds a story in the season. Yeah, there's no storytelling happening with the challenge. And in fact, any of the storytelling, they usually cut it off at the legs by like getting rid of the player. I mean, there was like incredible interesting stuff happening with Fessy and Josh and Amber early in the season. And what did Fessy do? He put his hand on Josh's Yeah, Josh face like provoked him and he pushed him Didn't, away and it was, was like like so what and is then Ashley the, went home for reasons we don't know and she was creating storylines. And what is the what is the don't worry, I'll get him next year? Like who is the person we're supposed to be like? Is it Nelson? I think it's Emmanuel. <sighs> who the fuck is a shit about Emmanuel? He didn't do any, I mean, all he did was fuck three people on the show. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't really I don't understand what is supposed to bring us back. It's the fact that like we follow Tori on Instagram and I like guess. that and we watch her work out. So it's like we want to see her on the show again. I mean, the only person would that I think the viewers would be interested in seeing what she does would be like Amanda and Fessy. They have to do next season has to be an exes. They need to bring back an old format big time. Yeah. Or else they've got nothing. I, I don't think they're like crushing in ratings. They're not. I, I don't think they are. And it's like, so then throw it. We're done. We're done with the European thing. Yeah. Like, like I don't think that's working. No more spies or war of the world. Get or- out of the, get out of like the cold mountains. Yeah. Stop being in Croatia. Like, I hate that. Like their whole thing is like, they're like in a foreign country. We're going to make people suffer in a bunker. And it's like, I understand with COVID and stuff, you can't just let them roam free. But like, I don't know, man, do this one in like an Olympic field or something. Take them to Fiji. Be back and do, do a, do a challenge in, in the States, you know, or Or Thailand. They used to do so many in Thailand. Put them on a, a win in a Winnebago. Make we, them travel across the country and do a road rule style challenge or something like. We want to see them getting in bathing suits and having fun. Yeah, nobody seems to be having fun on this show. It's like there is there any real fun like Absolutely in those stupid not. igloo parties that they throw and like. And also, here's another thing about the igloo party: stop putting it on the night after the daily when we know who the winner is so that everybody just sits around the bar and strategizes about who the house vote's going to be. Bring it back, the party nights. Bring back the party nights to after the elimination because after the elimination, everybody wants to release and party. Everybody feels safe. It's not like we're just going to strategize and sit in silence in this bar all night. Ugh, MTV, hire us. We will help you. I mean, everybody wants to help them. I'm not hearing any great feedback about this show. Are you? No. Uh, I um, I'm so I was so I'm and I have been for the past couple of seasons. So disappointed in the final, TJ's yeah. final. It's so boring to watch. It really is. I don't know what it is. What they need to do to make it more exciting, but. The buildup of like, you're going to get in the final, you're going to get in the final. And it's just like they do shit that is less entertaining than the challenges are. Yeah. Like It's a, like a marathon with checkpoints. Yeah. Why? Why a long distance run? I understand that's what you have to train for. But like, I don't know. It doesn't, It do, to me, it doesn't equal like good television. They sleep in a cave every season now. And they don't even have to do anything when they sleep in the cave. At least they stop involving snakes, like having like them sleep in, with snakes or have to do something with snakes. I always feel so bad when they involve animals in the final. Did they have them uh, like stay up all night? No. So it's like, why aren't they doing that stuff anymore? Well, I think that's, I've never enjoyed the stay up all night stuff. I, I find it to be the only interesting parts of these finals when they have to do something that is like out of the ordinary and insane. Like I like when they have um, some sort of a, like structure that they're in instead of just like being outside. Like, um, what was, um, what was the one where Kara was in there and that you had to like drink and there was beer pong and was that bloodlines? Yes, that was bloodlines. That was like a fun final. Yeah. It was like a weird carnival game. Yeah. It, yeah. It was, like it was memorable. Building. It was memorable. And then what was the, um, final reckoning? Was that the, like the Knights one where they had to like, you had to like pull a card with Melissa. And, yes. And yeah. you had to like fight like, 
with somebody. Yeah, in, that in like was a, fun. I, I mean, honestly, I didn't love that, but I would take that over what what we watched uh, the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. What we watched the other night felt like a like a supercharged like like game you would play in recess or something like run and do these little checkpoints. I just wish that they would mix it up in a way that it just felt a little different. I, ever since, um, I guess the invasion. Is that sort of when this all started happening, this kind of new version of the show? Yeah, I guess, yeah, like Invasion, Dirty 30. Well, no, Dirty 30 and Invasion feel like a different era than War of the Worlds to me, you know? I guess, yeah. I guess War of the Worlds is when it really turned. That's when things, that's when they started bringing in international players, which I liked. I, I liked Georgia and, you know, all those people. Yeah, George, I mean, like, maybe they're just not unsavory characters, but, like, Georgia and Bear and also Rogan. Like, yeah. Ro- I'm, like, I can't believe this, but I'm like, I missed Rogan, like, the yeah. past couple of seasons. Well, the... Because he's built up enough cachet on the show that it like people know who he is and it matters and he's gotten messy enough to where is and he's won you know it's like the only people these- doing things on the show really to provide entertainment were Amanda and Fessy and I think Fessy was it was accidental but like Fessy like voting in Amber and Josh begging him yeah. not to that was the highlight of the season. In terms of entertainment, I don't know. I understand that it's tough to do it right now, but I don't know. They got to figure something out because why? I, I'm enjoying the 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 looseness of the All Stars. You know, yeah, I'm enjoying All Stars the- is like they're very serious about winning, but yeah. like also they're like so happy to be away from their families yes. and like just enjoy themselves in like Cancun or wherever the hell they are. Well, I think the f- challenge needs to stop booking ct and i know i'm gonna get a lot of hate for this but like no one will care (laughs) what does he bring to the show he brings nothing anymore something that like baffles me is like the the few times i've looked on reddit like fessy gets so much hate and it's like fessy is providing entertainment he's hooking up with people he's making like weird ass moves yeah all ct does is stay under the radar and get worshipped by the fan group i don't understand the fan base it it baffles me it's like aren't don't we want to watch good tv if you just want to watch people like athletes professional athletes like go watch the nfl that's what ct's bringing is a level of athleticism that's what he brings to the show but he's not bringing anything that's like entertaining or interesting and and even when he does make a move that you're like oh this should be entertaining it's like cringy like last season when he his freak out over like get down here cam cam's the one and like threw big t under the bus he was like mean to big t all season stop booking people like that on the show and and put fessy back on the show and amanda and josh I like Big Brother. Bring no, back don't bananas. like Casey. Don't like Casey. Don't like Nick. Bring back bananas. Don't like Nani. Bring back bananas. That's what the show. The I show like ha- Ashley. Show hasn't been as good since bananas is gone. Who was um? Who was Fessy's partner in the beginning of the season? She was great. I liked her. I don't remember her name. I don't. I don't know. I don't care. Listen, yeah. I, I'm done talking about this show. Um, I'll watch a reunion. Is that coming on this week? Yeah. I'll watch a reunion, I guess. I mean, I don't know. What are they even going to talk about? I don't care. It doesn't even matter. So um, that's our thoughts there. Now, on the flip side, Survivor was awesome. It was so good. Uh, man. It was disappointing. Well, you, you found it. You found the, I mean, you're saying overall you have a problem with the edit of the winner uh, and the winner's name is Erica. Yeah. And I want to watch. I wanted to watch. I like to see winners play well i think that's a fun thing of survivor so you know there's i've heard a lot of discussion and discourse on this topic most people are feel the way that you're expressing right now which is just like what the fuck they didn't even show everybody you know you know we're cutting around a lot we will go back and talk about the stuff we like but this is sort of the glaring issue here is you know when they were at final tribal and the jury was talking about like you know kind of saying like how they felt about everybody's gameplay it was overwhelming. Uh, it seemed to be like people envied the way that Erica played the game, and even somebody like Danny, the complete physical opposite of Erica, went out and said, "I really wish I was trying to play a game, the game that you played, and you played it to a T." And congratulations, and I'm envious of that. Yeah, I, you played the game. I wish I could have. We don't know what that means. I have no because, idea what Erica's game was because we didn't see it on the show. Now. 
the flip side of this is, you know, some people are sort of posing the idea of like this, you know, drop, uh, we never got into this and what we actually think this means, but, uh, drop the four, keep keep the the one. one. I believe, you know, that's what they keep saying. Ashley and I were in the car the other day and we're, and we both, I guess we're trying to figure out what that means and both came up with our own ideas and we were going to compare notes, but then forgot. Yeah. Let's do it right now. So what I think that means is like, this is a brand new thing. This is season one, basically reboot. Yes. Yes. It's season 41. Yes. So drop the four. four. It's not 41. Think of it like this is the first season of the new version of this show. Yeah. Where we're not going to show you incredible gameplay from our winners. Boo. Well, I think it's just like people can see from a mile away and we don't we're not that well versed on like the seasons prior to season 40 like the recent seasons prior like 39 yeah the, you know the guy who was on the challenge this year tommy or whatever his yeah. name was the redhead apparently you could see there was no chance in hell that he wasn't going to win you could see it from a mile away well and that's what people edit. say is that like the the men always get like a very obvious edit and then the women get like a confusing edit right Women play the game differently, so it's maybe harder to show that. I'm not trying to defend it. I also don't have any facts to back that up. But uh, um, I would say that, you know, this was a complete surprise. I mean, if you want to talk about, like, I don't know who the fuck's going to win this game. And not to mention, the person I thought was going to win this game, Xander, is made out to be a complete fool, gets no votes. And later, when they start talking about it, and I'm reading reading things about the show and I'm watching interviews, exit interviews, and I'm listening to podcasts. I'm hearing that like, oh, the real deal with Xander is like had no real clause in on what was going on in the game. They didn't know really what was happening. He was 20 years old. Everybody else was like 20 years older than him. They all kind of just rolled their eyes at him because he was doing that stuff like giving up his grilled cheese for people and this. And everybody kind of saw that as a fake move. And they just did they just did not respect the uh, what he was doing. They just kind of could see through that he was trying to like do a lot of jury management and stuff early on. And ultimately, they just were like, he's 20. I, I can't take him seriously. We didn't really see much of that till that last episode reveal where he's telling us all of these things that are, is happening, his reads on stuff, and it's being edited like he is in control because previous to this season... When somebody speaks that way and they're so wrong, they give that goofy-ass music behind it, and then you get to see how dumb he is. They let us just kind of see him do that, and then the reveal was at the end of the episode when he clearly had the wrong read on everybody, and it was proven by getting no votes from the jury. Yeah, but the problem is, is when that happens, I mean, I don't know if you've like looked on Twitter or Reddit, but like the majority of the fan base is saying... Xander got robbed, Xander got robbed. It's a bitter jury. Oh, it's a bitter jury. It's a bit. This is a bitter jury. Bitter jury. So it's like it's what not, could they be bitter about though? He didn't do anything to them. They think you know Xander played such a good game, and it's a bitter jury. And it's like, well, they think that because that's the edit that they were given, but apparently that's not the case. I want to watch someone play a good game of Survivor. I enjoy watching someone play a good game of Survivor. I do not enjoy being led to believe different things are happening and then the end be like, surprise, this is what was going on all along. Erica's like, upset. It feels like a waste of my time is kind of how I feel. I about didn't this feel. Season. I thought it was so good. It was it was worth your time based on that uh, f- that fire uh, making deal. That was pretty It incredible. was the best. It was Erica's so good. Erica's upset though? I was listening to Rob Has a Podcast and uh, they do their draft each season, right? Yeah. Their brackets. And Taryn won the draft because Taryn's the best. And so Taryn had put his money on Erica. And the winner gets a a uh, cameo. Mm. They, so Rob goes gets a cameo. And so Rob gave the information to Erica. And Erica, we I listened to Erica's cameo to Taryn. And it was just like, hey, listen, uh, I want to say thank you so much for putting your money on me. I have not watched or listened to any podcasts or anything this season. I'm not really interested in hearing people's opinions on this. Um, but I want to say good for you not being, uh, you know, taking a chance and understanding some somebody that, you know, maybe I don't look like I'm going to win this game. But, you know, basically seemed very sort of like bitter towards maybe like the fact that she was edited like a loser the whole the whole she was time. In, she was just edited out. Yeah. She was like barely a part of it until the time thing. Like we didn't see any of her pre-merge 
You know, I mean, maybe we saw a, a total of three minutes of her pre-merge. When you go back and watch it, so I kind of feel like it's like an ultimate like underdog story that the that they're trying to tell. I don't know. I'm not mad at it, though. I really I am. am not. I I'm am. Not. I feel like I was robbed. I want to see if someone play a good social game. I'm interested in that. You know, I think and ultimately I've, they're trying to build characters here. I don't think Erica had as strong of a personality as some of these people like you got to remember remember brad that weird no. oaf guy who's oh, like yeah. the big goofy guy yeah remember jd yeah shan ricard do you know these people are like fucking all-stars when it comes to personality yeah i think you know unfortunately they leaned on that quite a bit she also suffered from the fact that her tribe in the beginning went to no tribal councils right so you just didn't see much of them they they kind of just focus on the tribes that go to tribal council each episode it was also the first year if you know i don't know how long they're going to do it where it was a truncated season or a shortened season there's a lot of stuff that's going on there I'm disappointed that it, they didn't tell a better story, but I'm not going to hold it against them because I think that that show gave me more pleasure throughout the past, you know, 15 weeks or whatever it was than anything else I've been doing. So, um, what I about do, me, babe? Yeah, well, you know, I don't know. I guess you're equal. Um, oh my God. Folks, that has been the podcast. We hope you liked our uh, discussion about uh, some reality stuff. We'll check in more on All Stars maybe next week since it's going to be probably the only reality that we're watching. I am slightly interested in this 20-somethings that is on Netflix that seems like they're just doing a real world on Netflix uh, and it's an Austin season. I don't know. We'll see if we can get around to it because we are going to try to watch real television. Can you believe it, folks? Thank you for listening. Make sure that you follow us on all platforms. Make sure you're giving our podcast five stars on the Apple Podcast app. You know, do us a favor and give us a nice little review. And uh, uh, please watch my vlog. I would love it. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash Nick Maritato. And I think I've been putting it in the show notes. You can just kind of click over there. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.